Hi and welcome to Real Estate Keeping It Simple. I'm your host Ray Dove with Remax Eastside Brokers Inc. And I'm excited about the podcast today. I've got a special guest here, uh, Van Sturgeon. Let me give you a little background on Van and then uh, we'll ask Van a few questions, help you get some additional input and advice on all the different types of uh, things that you could do as a homeowner in terms of investments, remodeling, things like that, that uh, you might not know where to look for, for good information and what to do next. Van personally owns over a thousand properties across North America. He's very passionate about helping homeowners and real estate investors overcome their fears of house renovations. He's been featured in several podcasts, such as the Care, More and Work Less podcasts, the guy who knows a guy and also the culture sways podcast so please uh, help me welcome uh, van and van once again thanks for uh willing to take the time energy and effort to join us here in our podcast today not a problem i appreciate you having me as uh if you know a little bit about me i love talking uh to, to folks like yourself and uh, being able to get out the good word with regards to to real estate it's been it's been part of my life uh for for so long and I love uh, being able to share whatever you know, whatever nuggets and wisdoms I can. Great. So, how did you initially get started? I mean, you said you own over a thousand properties, so that in itself's got to keep it busy. So, do you kind of get? Do you have people that you can depend upon to do the actual work, or, or in this podcast, you going to talk to homeowners about how they can do the work, or how do they go about hiring the right? Right now, I'm sort of in that semi-retirement stage of my life. Uh, I've got some really great people in, in, in the day-to-day operations, and I check in uh, every once in a while. But for the most part, I, I, uh, I, I've, I've taken, uh, I'm downshifted in my life in that I, I've you know, this real estate, I got started as a general contractor and worked my tail off uh, physically, mentally, and all that good stuff in uh, Chicago and uh, built that business up. And then well, as I was building that business, I kept running into the same people who were in real estate uh, investors who were flipping properties or purchasing properties and then holding them onto as rental properties. And uh, that's when I started to branch off and started to do that on the, on the side. So. On one hand, I had a general contractor, and the other hand, I was uh, I was a real estate investor, and okay. then those things sort of kind of developed uh, from I started in the late '80s and to, to the present day. So it has been I own a number of uh, businesses uh, in property management. I'm also a builder, a uh, subdivision builder, general contractor, renovation, also a restoration work on on commercial apartment kind of buildings as well, like heavy, heavy duty restoration work. So, yeah, so that's, uh, I've got some really great people and, and that's where I'm at currently. Right now, I'm sort of active in the real estate market and that we do probably in between 100 to 300 transactions in a year. This year is a bit slower than others because uh, of how the market is so hyper, hyper. Like right now it's, it's, uh, it's a crazy, it's crazy all across North America. I hear the, and talking to people like yourself all over, I keep hearing the same thing that North, you know, it's, it's really, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy out there. Yeah, there's just no inventory. A normal market is four to six months worth of inventory, and we have uh, less than a month's worth of inventory. So what comes on the market, if it's priced to what the buying public feels is the right price, then there's multiple offers on it. Right. Uh, so that's, yeah, and I, you know, people are talking that this could go on for two, three, four years, and 
it'll be interesting to see if it'll stick you know nothing can sustain this forever so eventually it's gonna gonna pull back some how much it'll pull back who knows but at the same time it'd be interesting chatting with you today the timing of this a little bit because you talk about you know, the do's and don'ts of a successful rehab and tips on how to save money on a renovation renovation and those are great ideas but i think like the average homeowner although Remodeling is a big thing right now. People are staying put as opposed to selling, and those few that do sell are selling quickly. But most people don't understand all the behind-the-wall problems. And then you add insult to injury by the cost of materials have gone right through the roof. I mean, it wasn't six months ago you'd get a 4 by 8 piece of plywood uh, sheathing for less than $10 a sheet, and now it's at $65, $75 a sheet. So, right. So how do we yep. how do how do we manage that? Well, I, I, I unfortunately we got no control over the commodity prices. Uh, ultimately, it's a uh, when I'm talking to new real estate investors, uh, typically they they they're looking at uh, doing a flip or they're looking for for a property they're going to do uh, they're going to hold for the longer term as or to turn it into a rental property or have it as a rental property. So to those folks. You know these types of prices, since they're out of our out of our control, the commodity side, you got to factor that into the price of actually purchasing a property and figuring it out whether short term, long term, whether what direction you should go. Like I really, I'm, I'm a proponent and an advocate of if folks going out there, and you know the, the natural inclination for people is to go out and hire a general contractor to do uh, a major rehab reno on a property. And what I'm suggesting is, is that eliminating that general contractor and actually planning and managing the renovation rehab yourself. Of and course. by virtue of doing that, uh, you save a substantial amount of money because you are in control of the whole process. You are you know, uh, ensuring the you know, contractors show up, tradespeople show up, and, and you you manage the whole process out. That's what I'm, that's what I'm a proponent on. And, and that's speaking as a general contractor myself. Sure. Like if I were to price out a rehab rental project on your property, and if it costs fifty thousand dollars, you know my cost on it would be somewhere on thirty, thirty to thirty-five thousand, and I would be charging you fifty. I need to make fifteen thousand or so dollars on that project for the two, three months that I'm going to spend on it. Sure. And so what I'm suggesting is, folks, is that if you do the planning and management on it uh, on it of your own, you get to save that fifteen, twenty thousand dollars on that on that. Right, and what I see on my side of the ledger, and I know with your vast experience as you've gotten educated along the way, is when people approach me about buying flip homes, I'm trying to get them to really look at the other side. Okay, if you pay 400000 for it, and after you put in the time, energy, and money into it, can you get, you know, if you're going to put 100 into it, are you going to be able to get 600 out of it? So you got profit, and you got to pay transfer fees, uh, brokerage fees, things like that. And then people don't seem to take the time to look at, you know, what, where am I going to be at on the end product, and when, where's my opportunity? Is it really narrow? And then if the market shuffles like it does, am I going to lose money? What's going to happen? And that's got to be part of the strategy, just like a builder. Builder has to buy the land, developed or not, at a certain price. Because by the time they come to market with the product, the market could be different, and they got to have a built-in margin to cover uh, the cost of building or the cost of renovation. And so, do you have a way to really coach people on how to really set the plan up for success as opposed to failure? Because in my business, 
too many real estate agents are just they just want to sell them a house and earn the commission and they're down the road well you i think you nailed it on the head uh, you got to do your due diligence and part of the process when i engage with people and and helping them through the whole through the whole pro through the whole renovation rehab process is before we do anything you gotta you gotta figure out a goal what uh, like what is it that you're looking to accomplish here and you gotta you gotta quantify it and you gotta you gotta write it down so if you're looking to uh, grab a buy a purchase a property and turn it into rental you want twelve hundred dollars for that rental that's great write it down if you want to sell a property and you make sixty thousand dollars great write it down and then the next step is to go out there in the marketplace and validate that you know in that media marketplace you got to figure out hey what is it that a twelve hundred dollar unit touching for now in your particular market what does that have in terms of features that i need to incorporate within my property to be able to get that same kind of money same thing with uh with a flip and a lot of people just go in there and and without actually doing the necessary research and come up with this kind of stuff and you can't rely on your real estate agent salesperson to be able to do that you got to go out there and do that on your own and that's part of the job and part of the work that associated with you know being successful at whatever endeavor you do you got to put in the hard work so that's one of the things that i that i recommend is to get the goal and you got to go out there in the marketplace and validate it and then once you've got that goal figured out and it's validated the next step is to go through the house or the property and really go to create a needs and wants list is what i, I advocate and the needs is something where if, if there's a roof that's leaking that's a need that something's got to be addressed no matter what but a want could be uh, a windows if windows are in pretty relatively good condition, there's a natural inclination. I see inclination by these new real estate people that move in that they're going to have to, you know, immediately rush and start replacing windows. And I, unless a window's totally so faulty that's letting, you know, leaving and letting drafts in, you leave those windows alone. And if you find shaggy green, lime green, shaggy carpet from the 1970s in a living room, if it's still sort of, you know, functional and you're able to get the dollars you're, you're looking for in a flip or in rental, you leave it alone. So I, you got to go through that process and figuring what it is you're actually going to do to the property to get the highest ROI because we don't have unlimited dollars. Right. And, I, and the name of the game is to make money. Right. And so you can't make money just blowing your budget on a bunch of things out there to fix and replace when you're not getting the ROI. And another thing is about kitchens. Like Kitchens are wonderful to replace, but they're very expensive. And so does it really sometimes make sense to go out there and replace it? And is it better maybe just to slap a coat of paint on them, clean them up, maybe replace the handles, do something? These are little tips and tricks that you, you learn along the way. You know, I've been doing this for over 30 years. Right. But doing those types of things all of a sudden dramatically change the outlook of the, pro the property and you're able to get the dollars you're looking for. Uh, there's so many things, uh, Ray, like from... You know, I, I, I drive by properties that are for sale and I scratch my head and I wonder, like, why did these people didn't spend the extra $500,000 in the front of their house to just dress it up for curb appeal? There's an old real estate agent that I knew some 20 some odd years ago who told me this phrase I'll never forget. And she said to me, Van, you can't sell the steak without the sizzle. Curb appeal is the sizzle right. to the steak. Exactly. When you drive up to that property, You've got five seconds to impress that person, and trust me, if you impress them with that look of that particular property, whether it's that you know beautiful colored garage door, some flowers, some shrubs, nice green grass, whatever it is, you can do it relatively inexpensively. That's the biggest bang for your buck because when I walk in that house on a high, there's a lot of things that I will overlook 
because I saw I started at a high, if that yeah. makes any sense. And no, that's the psychology makes, I see. It, it makes total sense. Even when I talk to an average home seller, I tell people the first and last thing people are going to see is the front of that house. What kind of yep. impression they're going to get when they get there and what they're going to get when they're looking back at it when they're driving away. And what, I, what I've seen here in our market over the years, and I'm sure you've seen it many times too, people go in there and they start rehabbing these homes. And it's almost like, I, I know their intent really isn't there, but it's like lipstick on a pig, as the old phrase says. And then they run out of money through the process and they don't take care of some of the things that really should have been taken care of, like if it's a dated hot water tank or a dated electrical panel, those things should be replaced. Uh, dry rot, fungal rot, termites, that stuff needs to be done. And then reassess and say, okay, well, I don't need to spend $75,000 on this kitchen. I can do this and this, and I can dress it up this way and maybe do it for twenty. dollars uh, So, but, so at me, as an agent, when I look at these homes, I mean, you can almost tell that they're flip homes because they overlook the most important things while they're trying to just, they're trying to build the, the sizzle in the kitchen and the bathrooms and they're forgetting about the outside and they should start with the outside and then reassess their budget and, and redetermine what they should do that's going to be important to the potential home buyer is what I think. Right. And of course now right now it's a little bit more problematic because you know homes are selling for hundred, two hundred, five hundred thousand dollars over their asking prices. So I don't know if this is a real good climate for house flippers unless you can just get a panic deal someone's got to get rid of it in a state sale or anything but almost everyone knows that the market's heated for sellers so uh, it, it you almost have to get lucky enough and be the only person there to yeah, buy something to give you that room to, to to make some minor mistakes and still make money okay, but you know ray i i we've been going through this now for the past year uh this whole overheated real estate market and all good things have got to come to an end. Uh, this is not normal. This is abnormal. And it's a function of the money supply. It's a function of very low interest rates. It's a function of a lot of uh, these kinds of things that have happened out of nowhere and, and are very unique. But things will calm down. Uh, there are clouds on the horizon. You know, the f good folks over there in Washington are talking about capital gains tax increases. They're talking about... Uh, yeah, the, the 1031 exchange. You're talking about a lot of things now that might throw a lot of cold water on this real estate market. And that things will calm down. Things will come back to sort of normal. And at that time, again, whether you buy a property today or buy a property uh, six months or six years from now, the fundamentals are the same. Right. I, the, what I've been doing successfully over the last, you know, over 30 years still exists to this day and will continue to exist, exist for the next 30. Sure. You got to buy right. And you gotta you gotta do your arithmetic and research. A lot of folks get in there, and I you know if you're a, if you're buying a property for yourself as a personal residency, that's a different animal. Like you can overspend because you're living in the house. It's your house. You're gonna you know over the course of the 10, 12, 15 years, whatever you're gonna be living in the house, you can always recoup that kind of money over a period of time. But if you're a real estate investor, a primary objective is to make money. And so if you the number one mistake that I see people is that they overspend on property. And they overspend because oftentimes we're purchasing ugly ducklings. We're purchasing properties that are all beat up that, that require money, require rehabbing, renovations. And that costs a lot, you know, that costs money. And so these folks, well-intentioned as they are, they go into a property that they're going to purchase or they go out right and purchase with no understanding or consideration of how much does all of this kind of stuff cost. 
And it's a fundamental skill set that new real estate investors need to have to be able to assess when they walk into a property, especially nowadays where you only got an hour or two to you know make an offer and get a deal or not. You got to go in there and you got to be able to overall make that assessment, figure out a dollar figure of how much this sucker is going to cost you to renovate rehab so and then put your offer in. Because right. if you wait, it's gone. If you're going to wait for your contractor friend to show up, it's gone. Right. If you're going to wait for that property inspector to look at the property and you, and you blow three to five hundred dollars for that joker to go around the place and give you a report, the property's gone. Right. So uh, if you want to, and that's always the case, even if it's a, a normal market, opportunities that are too good to resist, you got to be able to act on them. And how can you act on it if you don't know how much it's going to cost to renovate? Right. So, so here's a. So knowing that, outside of sharing some information about you today in a podcast, do you have, I mean, how would people reach out and get connected with someone like you to help coach well, them or set them up? And do you have, do you have like an, an e-book or do you have a website that they can subscribe to? Or tell me a little bit I've, more about how they can get connected with you. Sure, I, I like I, I'm I'm doing this because I'm really passionate about it. I've gone. I understand uh, people's apprehension about this whole process and the need for accurate information that kind of doesn't exist out there in the marketplace. It, uh, Hollywood has romanticized the rental renovation project, where in 30 minutes, lo and behold, right before your very eyes, a har- ugly duckling turns into this beautiful swan. And the reality is that they miss a whole bunch of things that they don't talk about. And what are the steps that you need to be able to carry out from start to finish to get you to the promised land where you actually are successful in completing a project? And doing it the DIY route with a hammer in your hand is not what I'm suggesting at all. I've got scars all over my body from doing it, you know, doing the work myself. And I don't recommend that uh, to, to people. What I recommend is hiring professionals go in there, do their job, you pay them, and they leave. So... I, I've created a website out of this really necessity because I, I feel beholden because all the, of the experience over 30 years that I've been able to gather. I put I created a website where I got a bunch of things. I've got I've got you, you touched on in the beginning. I've got written a number of articles that I have a blog where I've written about real estate investing. I encourage people to read. You know, some of those articles have been published in in publications, websites around. I've been a lot. I've been on a lot of podcasts where I share uh, information about the whole process. And I encourage people to go listen to those. And then I've got a bunch of ebooks and resources uh, that are on my website that people can download about renovation, about painting, about things like that, 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 they, can, that they can get. Okay. Really, actually, one of the best things that people can do to go on my website is I've created, it took me and my team several months, but I created a renovation calculator where you can download this thing and, and you, all you got to do is just tick off the things that you need to do in that particular property and it spits out a lump sum price of what the approximate cost should be for that rental rehab. It's really a useful tool. And at the very least, it gives you sort of a checklist where you walk into a potential purchase that you can tick off to sort of itemize what it is you're looking to accomplish within the property. And it gives you a number. Oh, great. So I, I recommend people going on my website over there. And, and also I've got a, treat tra- I got a free training video for people that goes really more in depth in walking them through the process of planning and managing and renovation. Again, getting rid of the general contractor and taking control of your uh, renovation rehab, where not only you save money, tens of thousands of dollars, 
but also you, you, you have control of the process and you're able to raise the value of your, of your investment. Does, does your uh, information also afford them some key people to talk to about financing? I know we've got some people, had some lenders, they're more like uh, hard money lenders. And when I say hard money, you know, they charge maybe three or 4% up front and for a, a fee to get the loan, and then the loan's good at a higher rate than normal. And then they, you got six months in which to do your remodel, flip the house, and then pay off that six-month note. And I think I don't see that many of them right now, but for a while that was a lot of investors used that, which, of course, they've got a factor in the cost of money into this total project. Do you address that as well, I take it? Well, I, I like one well, part of the thing that uh, that I uh, help people with is figuring out the budget and what, how much, how are you, how are we gonna, what's the dollar value we're gonna put toward this renovation rehab and where are we gonna find the money? And so one source is, uh, is cash, obviously. Another source is a line of credit or a loan that's backed by your property. And another one uh, would be a hard money lender. We've gotten to the point where there's people chasing after a return on investment. There's a lot of people out there that are, that are willing to borrow at 8 10% you know, money. You can borrow from them to be able to, on a short-term basis, do a, a renovation rehab. So I, I really don't get involved in that. In, in that, uh, here's a list of people. Go reach out to them. Okay. I don't do that. But in every market across North America, and I've helped people all across North America. Definitely in your neck of the woods and everywhere else, there's people out there that are willing to provide those types of funds uh, to be toward for something like that. Sure. And obviously, there's got to be merit for those people to give that money out, which is a good thing, because oh, then it maybe very well gives you and uh, gives you some insight as to whether you should move forward on the project. A lot of people look at banks to say, you know, they're 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 horrible people. They won't give me money. But hey, maybe sometimes banks actually, for the most part, they're actually doing a good thing and saving you from making that investment right. because they don't see it as financially viable because you don't make enough money. There's not enough income coming out of that property. All that kind of stuff. Like right. there's pockets around North America, uh, Ray, and I'm sure you know of them, and and, and Seattle might be one of them where people are purchasing investment properties and they're at negative cash flow. And I and I never I can never I can never do that. Like uh, I need to be able to sleep all night knowing that every month I'm collecting X amount of dollars for my investment. It covers all my expenses. I'm putting a couple of couple of dollars in my pocket. And so this whole notion of uh, you know, negative cash flow doesn't work for me. And so to address your point, I don't get to that extent. I don't have a laundry list of people to go to, but I help people through the process because what I've been able to glean over the course of the last, you know, over 30 years is applicable all across North America, so. Right, now I get it, and, and that's what I want the listeners to understand because as a builder developer, you know, they look at the land cost, then they look at the hard cost of what is your cost for the materials to build, and the labor, and then they, what we call the soft cost, which is the cost of money. And even if you pay cash for something, you're tying up the money, so there's some inherent cost to that, because uh, you lose opportunity on that. So just kind of curious to see if that was part of the equation because people really need to understand that, yeah, it might be fun to house flip, but in the end of the day, it's a it's a business and you got to plot the course and make quick decisions. And as they get more educated and see homes and get good information from people so that they know they're making a good decision, then they're in a better position to at least make some money, maybe a lot, maybe less, and they'll do that over time. So I think it's great that there's there's resources like that for them. 
So I'm going to go, you're at uh, Van Sturgeon, that's V-A-N-S-T-U-R-G-E-O-N.com. You can also be found at hashtag Van Sturgeon on Instagram. You're on LinkedIn at Van Sturgeon, and it says the number 029-018-200. And you can also, uh, if you are thinking about remodeling your home, or you're thinking about going out and buying an investment property, uh, the first call you should make would be, oh, it'd be nice to get your phone call. Call Ray Dove at uh, Remax Eastside Brokers. I'll at least sit down and chat with you, and then I'll steer you towards Van's website so you can get more good information so it's just not some real estate agent's opinion of what you should do because together as a partnership, we can help set the table for success. I, it's, it, I haven't looked real deep into Van's website, but after this conversation today, I'm going to, and I'm going to download some information and stuff so I can pass it on to those that are interested. Because I know there's plenty of people out there making money flipping houses. I've never got into the flip thing because I got my fingers in a lot of other things, and to me it was like one more thing I had to manage. And in our market, it's hard to get contractors. They're as busy as can be, and you could be waiting months before they finally get to you. I appreciate the information today. Our time here on our Zoom meeting is starting to run out as they're just letting me know. Is there any last thoughts that you might want to share with the listeners today, Van, before we end our, our podcast? Just quickly to address this whole notion about the lack of contractors and trades people out there, and, and I agree that they're busy, but at the same time, one of the things that I strongly recommend, uh, I want to leave all your listeners with, is that uh, in order to be able to attract good people, you need to be, you need to look professional in your whole renovation rehab project. And one of the things that I that I am a big proponent on, and and I teach people how to create, is an accurate and comprehensive scope of work. And, and with that document. It, it, it specifies and identifies all the things that you want to do in that renovation rehab project. And it breaks it down into every discipline, whether it's plumbing, electrical, painting, whatever, exterior, interior. And then that is a document that's like the Bible that you follow. And then you that's the document you send out to tradespeople and contractors to price out. And when they see something like that, they immediately can just go to that section that's referenced to them and they price it out, and, and they send you a quote, and it's based on the same information. So every quote that you're going to get from the electrician, the painter, the plumber, is going to be the same quote, because a lot of confusion exists out there where people will just go rock around the house. I just had a, somebody who I was speaking to a couple of days ago telling me, I asked them, uh, how did you get pricing from general contractors? Did you have some sort of document, some sort of drawing, some sort of plan? It's like, no, we just called them up, and they just walked through our house, and I told them, it's kind of the things that I wanted, and, and they came up with the price. I said, great. Were all of them around the same amount of money? They're like, no. One guy was $80,000. Another one was $120,000. Well, that's a 50% difference in the price from one guy to another guy. Right. How can that be? Right. Well, I'll tell you how that can be. Do you know how many different types of paint and paint quality and what the difference in price is? How many, you know, there's $100 toilets and there's $1,000 toilets. There's things that I can do that I should be doing that I'll include in my price and other guys won't behind the scenes, which you wouldn't be aware of, but it's necessary in order for you to be able to get the project to be to success. And so if you don't have a clear and comprehensive plan in creating that scope of work, these are the issues and problems that you're inviting in. And so that's what I encourage people uh, to leave you with is that contractors are attracted by 
Good, decent contractors want to deal with professional people, and they will price your work out. And when they get phone calls from loopy doopy people that don't know what they're doing, they don't. They, they, if they're busy, they don't want to deal with you because right. they're busy. But they want to deal with professional people. And so as a result, by virtue of having that document and acting professional, you will attract good, decent people who will coach your work and provide you fair, quality workmanship and all that good stuff. And that's what I encourage people, if you really want to overcome that, then be you know, successful in that regard. All right, perfect. Well, I appreciate all that. And if I, I would encourage each and, each and every one of you folks to visit his website. Once again, it's vansturgeon.com. Look at uh, the information he has there. Buy one of his ebooks and see if that information will help you and lead you to what you want to do and get an accomplished and uh, turn a profit on any rehab or flip house that you end up buying. So with that, I want to thank Van for your time today, and I want to thank all my listeners for listening. This is Ray Dove with uh, Real Estate Keeping It Simple here at Remax Real Estate in Bellevue, Washington. You can call or text me at 425-681-8630. Hope you're having a great week and I hope all your friends and family are all doing well. Thanks again and have a great week.